in this journey of entrepreneurship or whatever you're building, creating, producing, do not abandon your inner voice, your inner child, what your values are, your core. That is uniquely curated and generated for you. And it is, we need it in the marketplace. We need your uniqueness. We need you, your authenticity. We need your values. We need what you're producing and we need you creating. So you can abandon yourself, not just for the sake of other people, but for yourself. It all begins by understanding the mind. I want to be happy now. I don't care about the future. I want to be happy right now. You are not alone. You are never, ever, ever alone in this. It's helped my voice grow and given me freedom to be creative on my own. I'm Christina Barcy. Welcome to Be Bold Begin, a podcast dedicated to you, the creative, the healer, and the innovator. The topics and conversations we have here are designed to help you discover what might be getting in your way and offer you tools, techniques, and guidance to move through them. I live in the imposter's body more than I live in my own body. I don't have to feel like I don't deserve this. This is where creativity and healing intersect. If you decide to be bold and begin, you have the opportunity to feel humbled and empowered. I totally believe that. I'm a certified Kaizen Muse creativity coach, a certified Reiki energy healer, and an entrepreneur, artist, and presenter. I will share with you my experiences, my proven tools and techniques that helped me and my clients and loved ones shift and expand in the areas they most desired. This is a gentle and open space where you will hear how others are being bold to encourage you to begin your own journey or expand the one you're on. This is Be Bold Begin. Hi, welcome back. This is Barcy, your host, and I want to begin today by talking about the process. So one thing that I really strive for on this podcast is to show you that there is a journey to get to your next level you, and that means that there is a process in order to do so. Actually, the process is not ever really over, but it does grow and evolve and deepen if you are engaging with it. So there are times, though, I think, in everyone's life when we aren't so engaged with it, which can then come with maybe a few side effects. But there are also times when the growth work we've done makes the process flow easier for a while, which is not the same as being disengaged from it. So just something I want you to think about. But my point really is that your reality doesn't change with the moment you realize it needs to change. The shifting and transformative process takes time. And it took me some time to understand that I needed to fall in love with the process, to trust the process and myself, and that what I'm changing for myself or bring me closer to what I'm wanting my experience to be and feel like, and that that is the work, and then that is what I need to keep showing up for. So today I have a guest that I actually knew before she was born. <laughs> and in this case, I don't mean in the spirit realm, but when I was a kid, her family was my next door neighbor and her older sister was my best friend. And she was born right before we moved away. So long story short, <laughs> we reconnected back in what I think was 2014-ish. Mm -hmm. Her name is Monica Stockhausen, and I've been watching her show up for herself in big ways in business, entrepreneurship, mentorship, community building, coaching, and teaching for the past few years. But recently, I noticed a shift something changed. I noticed Monica discovering another way to do business and to experience her life. 
And that is what we'll be talking about today. So without further ado, welcome, Monica. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here and to finally connect in this way. I feel like it's a long time coming. I don't think I've ever had a podcast interview when they knew me when I was in the womb. So this is very special, (laughs) very magical (laughs) for me. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't know that I have ever brought on a guest. (laughs) Well, I do know that I've never brought on a guest who I've known. (laughs) One of one. (laughs) Exactly. It's pretty special. It's not too often I get to connect with someone from that far back in my past. That's beautiful. Thank you for having me. Yes. So I didn't get to introduce you with a title. You may have noticed that. So I'd love for you to tell us how you like to identify. So simply, I think generally speaking, I like to see myself as a conscious entrepreneur. So I'm someone who really cares about impact, caring about the way the person is developing into what they're trying to do and trying to produce and give to the world. And so I do that through different means as I've seen my life unfold. But the special things that are current right now is by work as a business coach, monetizing people's information and knowledge into profitable business models and simplified too, because, you know, you can be profitable profitable and all of that, but your business can drive you crazy. (laughs) So I really do well with helping people really minimize, simplify, and have a functioning business model that's not only profitable, but that meets their own personal needs. Like we can do whatever we want with this thing that we built and I give you the power to create consciously. And so that's one of the ways that I support people. I'm also a business professor at a local community college here and I've been doing that for eight years and I love it. And And then there's probably a whole bunch of other things, but that is what's current. Yes, I love that. And I love that we can even talk about conscious entrepreneurship (laughs) now. That's like a thing that people understand when we say those words, right? Pretty cool. And I think I am as well. And getting into this space of wanting to do everything I do from a place of mindfulness and consciousness and Mm. intentionality and inspiration Mm. and, you know, committing to that. It's a beautiful place to be. I didn't think that this could be real. I thought that business was very go, 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 very masculine, which in some spaces it still is, right? Because I left, it didn't dissolve, (laughs) you know, it still exists. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It still exists. It can be very masculine, but I had learned to, well, I explored more about how could I run business in a way that gives me peace and less suffering? Because that was a big deal for me. I was making great money, but I was sad and I was suffering and I had a lot of anxiety while running my business. And I thought that subconsciously I was probably giving that to my clients too while I was working with them. Yes. Interesting. So while I was being empowering and supportive and all these other great things that I can give to clients and I would be building their businesses and they would be making a lot of money. Their experience mirrored my experience. I had lots of conversations with them about anxiety, lots of conversations around worthiness. Lots of conversations around boundaries. And I was like, okay, obviously my coaching program is great and it's doing what it said. It's fulfilling the promise. But there is this developmental piece that I'm really good at. However, I felt like something was missing. And it's because I also was dealing with it too, but silently. And we do that as entrepreneurs because we have to show up as all together and perfect on social media. You know, we have to give a perception that we're an authority and that's just what you have to do on that platform. And there is space to, you know, be yourself, but only so much because it is a world wide web, right? <laughs> you yeah. got to stay safe. Yeah. So 
I noticed that I was suffering silently with the work that I was doing, even though I was showing up as profitable. I was showing up as I did the right thing. And look at me now. And I did it. I told you so. All of that. But every launch, I had immense anxiety around my worthiness, immense anxiety about my capabilities, immense anxiety around if I can sustain this thing. So instead of functioning in purpose and meditating and creating and getting downloads, I was too busy being in anxiety. And so I couldn't focus on sustainability, the actual things that I wanted. I couldn't focus on learning how to produce with ease. I couldn't focus on that. That wasn't even in my peripheral at all because I was overwhelmed with trying to achieve, trying to produce, trying to show up as someone's savior (laughs) in business. Right. Somebody's guru. Girl, I ain't got time for that shit now. (laughs) I don't. I have stopped achieving and showcasing and performing. And now I can focus on the things that are important to me, which is longevity, because this is my forever business. My longevity, my sustainability, working through failure, understanding failure as an entrepreneur and how constant it is and playing in it now versus like, you know, having this very narrow, restrictive relationship with failure. But now I'm focused on growth. I'm focused on longevity, sustainability. And I'm like, listen, if it's going to get bad, let it get bad. I'm not going to suffer through this anymore. I need this to be a very positive experience because if I keep creating these negative experiences around entrepreneurship, and I keep suffering in the way in which I'm suffering, I'm going to quit. You're going to quit. And this is the thing that I yeah. was drawn to. This is part of my purpose. And so yeah. quitting that is going to put me in another spot. So we said, oh, no, something, <laughs> something has to shift. And not that I was completely aware of what needed to shift. For the people out there, you don't have to have the answer right away, but you do have to have the courage to explore it and acknowledge the current suffering and the pain that you're going through. And that's what I did. I built this entire marketing plan for my course I was going to launch. Didn't launch the course. Didn't do the plan. And I had to sit with that. And I said, okay, so this, what's going on? You're an achiever, you're a go-getter, you're all of the things. And that was the very beginning of this whirlwind of a journey that I was in becoming this now, not that I'm perfect, but this very powerful, self-assured, conscious, secure person, which makes me a better entrepreneur. Love that. Thank you for that. And so I want to break that down a little bit because a lot of us can relate to the anxiety that comes with needing to make money, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're not yet, or you want to be or whatever it is, like money is a thing that has to happen. It has to happen. happen. And we have a lot of stories around what that means to us. Some people hate it. And there's a lot to break down there when it comes to that conversation, which I won't go into too much, but really when we're going through this anxiety in just our day-to-day, because that's a day-to-day experience, right? That's a day-to-day thing. Thinking about it all the time. Yeah. It starts to strain other things. It starts to really make us sad. Like you said, you said you were sad and you were not having a good time, but you knew this was part of your purpose. Is that kind of where you started to realize, like, it looks like it's working, but it's not working. Like, how did you start to allow room to connect with changing something? You know, I think I became curious about it. I think during that process, I was in pain, honestly. And it's not a pain that people could come over and see. It was an internal pain that I was dealing with by myself because I didn't feel safe to show up as this person that does well consistently, you know? 
And I think I was forced to, honestly. I think it was initially very confusing for me because I had money and it was working. Mm -hmm. I was like, so what's the problem? (laughs) You know? Yeah. But I was stressed out with every launch. You know, I was doing business in a way that was giving me anxiety and which confused me because I had built it for me. But I built it for the old version of Monica. I relate to this and I just have to share because I've been going through a similar shift over the past probably year or so, I'd say, where I built my business for me too, I thought. (laughs) I thought I built it for me, but yet I built myself an administrative job, which I've never wanted. (laughs) I was like, I avoided working at an office my entire life until I became an entrepreneur Like, wait a minute, something's wrong about this sort of setup. Not us being the weapon formed against our business. Okay, this is. So, yeah, I completely resonate with that notion because I did. I confidently built this business, but not for where I was going and where I was headed. So the direction had to change. And for me, I'm a bit stubborn, so. The, the universe has to really put me in some uncomfortable situations for me to say, stop. We're holding. Yeah. Do you mind sharing what some of those might have looked like? Yeah. The money leaving me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Stop my flow of clients. Clients started to decrease. So I was like booming. And then it was like a little. And that could be a lot of reasons, right? There could be there are holes in my funnel. There could have been, you know, something with the application, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes when you're in flow and divine alignment, sometimes none of that stuff matters. So I knew I was starting to dry up. And I had tried to band aid all of the things that I thought were an issue and it still wasn't working. So mm-hmm. well, obviously at this point, we got to be a little bit more radical and get fundamental. Where are the core issues here? Yeah, sure. There were some issues with my business, but I created these issues. So it's me. The issue, the challenge is mindset. Not me as a person, but like mindset because I'm separate from my mind. Mm. It's like the way that I've been thinking about things are causing suffering and causing pain. And I'm worrying about things that don't even exist. And I'm taking action on things that don't even exist. And guess what? Now it exists. And now I'm dealing with it on a higher level. And it's the cycle of I'm like, oh, this is self-inflicted. Okay, let me first have compassion for myself that I'm very human, right? Let me give myself grace and love in that space. But then also let me lean in and really figure out like what's happening. Because I was spending money on these Band-Aids, losing money, trying out impulsively, trying out things to fix things that weren't even broken yet. Right. A futurist, <laughs> a true futurist like myself. <laughs> you know, I, I could go yeah. on. I could go on. <laughs> None of it felt congruent. None of it. I was doing this, doing that, trying, and then not being able to get sleep, worrying that something is not going to work. You know, that discomfort is what shifted me into, okay, we got to change. Something has to change, which was still very confusing for me because I did all the right things. I had a coach. I had amazing clients and things were working out well. But I knew that in 2021 that I asked big. I asked real big because I was like, I'm ready to be an authority. I'm ready to scale this business to a million dollars. I'm asking big because I believe I'm worthy of those things. Okay, so when you ask big, (laughs) stuff has to change. And I think that's what 
I went through. That was that start of that very spiritual journey of the shift of the way that I was moving. I was moving incongruent to my highest self. The way that I built that business was not incongruent to where I was headed and where I was going. And I had to learn one, me, this new version of myself that is kind of there, not really, but you know, I'm getting to her. I'm in the middle. Like giving her grace as well. She also has all the butterfly parts in her. She might be a caterpillar right now, but she still has all the butterfly parts. She's still worthy. She can still access her higher consciousness, all these things. So loving myself, giving myself that amount of support during that transition because it was hard. Now, as I reflect, wow, I was in a state of consciousness of constant worry and constant regret creating so many opportunities for distrust with myself, making decisions. Now that I can reflect, there were decisions that I made that were not for me. And I made these very impulsive decisions, not respecting my core values, completely abandoning myself in some of these decisions for the sake of profitability. And that weighed heavy. And I was like, wow, I am so grateful for this opportunity to change and to now create a new relationship with myself in business that is one of trust. I'm talking to myself as I'm making decisions now. I am really going in and have, I got a committee up here, okay? We have meetings. <laughs> what's yeah. what's going to happen? And, you know, you have great ideas, Monica, but do they have to happen right now? Does it all have to be so urgent, you know? Oh, I really relate to that part. I do that too, where it's like, oh, I can see the whole pathway now of like what I need to do or what I want. Or this is kind of what I was alluding to in the opening for today's episode is that just because you have decided, you know, and you're doing the work and you see what you want to create. First of all, there's usually at least two to three times as many steps to the thing than we realize until we start doing it. (laughs) And then it's like, oh (laughs) I'm aligned with that. The fantasy versus the reality is wild. I'm like, okay, it's always going to be way more work than I initially realized because we just don't know. So grace is needed in those moments. Love that. Exactly. And it comes back to this trust. I also love how you phrased it. I was creating opportunities of mistrusting myself. Yeah. I mean, I love the way that you shared all of this because it really frames it in a way that I think most people can relate when we can think of a time in our life when we were creating outside of our core values because we were in a scarcity place or we were in an anxious place or, you know, we're exercising these values that maybe don't even belong to us. They belong to something we heard along the way, our family, our past, our society, our culture, all of these layers and coming to this place of like, well, what belongs to me? What part of this belongs to me? And allowing Mm. the compassion, like you did that for yourself first. I want to say that again, because I want Mm. people to really hear that part, to have Mm. the compassion for the human who was trying so hard in those moments to create a life that you felt was part of your purpose. I love her. I love her energy. It was so needed. Like, man, I told you this earlier. I do not play about me. And when I look at the past version, yeah, there were some cringe moments. Okay, sure. But I love that girl. She was courageous. Like she just, she did it. She did stuff. She did stuff. And now because of what she's built for us, I am now able to carry out the plan. I'm in gratitude. There's so many things that gratitude brings. It's such a big energy when gratitude Mm. is truly being exercised and felt. Mm. I think gratitude is the first step to abundance when you really sink into it. 
it is giving grace and gratitude to looking around at what you've already created and acknowledging that so that you can make space for that next version of what you want to create. You have to give room to the thing that you built. You built something for yourself. And that is the opportunity to create trust with yourself. That yes. right there. Like giving space, acknowledging compassion, and then like honoring your own decisions, honoring your own deadlines, right? Showing up for yourself, trying, failing, and then getting back up. You just showed yourself resilience. But the other things I were doing was creating complete distress. I was not talking to myself about things. I was not thinking things through. I was impulsive. I didn't just give my work or my ideas the reverence it needed of waiting, Mm. thinking it through, respecting the idea and say, you know what? That's a really good idea, Monica. You're great at ideas, but let's like sit on it for a little while, you know, to see if this is really something that we should cultivate and put all of our resources to. Because you know, once we get into it, we're putting all of our You're resources committed. <laughs> together. So let's respect your resources because you had a lot of ideas, sis. So, but some of it you need more money for. So, <laughs> you know, we can choose the experience in which we want to indulge in. So yeah. that type of conversation with myself has given me such respect and confidence in myself. And so when I'm moving with that energy, I'm having a way more positive experience in entrepreneurship than I was before. Can you describe what the positive feelings are now in comparison to, I mean, we talked about it a little bit just now. I mean, the trust part maybe explains it all (laughs) because that is such a huge thing that can shift your entire life when you start trusting yourself in this way and have that relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, going from, you know, strain, stress, anxiety, scarcity, working outside of your core values and all of these things you were acting on or putting action to, I should say, without talking to yourself first, you're saying you're having more positive positive experience. Can you tell me what that experience looks like now? That's such a great question. There's some things I just surrender to now. When I meditate, not all the time, but when I do meditate, I get intuitive instructions. I do what I'm supposed to do and then I let it go. That is not the experience I used to have. I would still get instructions, (laughs) downloads, But I would impulsively begin without thinking about anything, get scared while in the midst of it, wing it, (laughs) make some bad decisions, and then be like, how did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, that is not a positive experience. And then also, I think because of the shift that I had and because I was asking big, I got into a place where I was investing and I lost a lot of money, lost a lot of money, lost a lot of confidence within myself, you know, and that's why I was in recovery stage. I think as an entrepreneur, you really have to understand and have awareness of where you are in mm-hmm. your season. Because once I, w- I gained that awareness, I was like, oh, okay, I'm in recovery. I can kind of like, I know that I'm going to get better. So mm-hmm. I went to recovery. And so losing that amount of money, trying to make ends meet, like all of that stuff, you know, taking on some side hustles, doing this, doing that to make me feel comfortable, I was actually living the very fear that my anxiety had told me about the year before. As I was living that manifestation, right, because there's manifestations that we bring out that we're not aware of because of our energy, after living in that fear, actually materializing, I didn't die. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You survived it and you were probably fine. Actually, all my needs were still met. Right. You know, there was some struggle times, which was so important to my growth because I realized, too, I needed financial healing. I knew that how I was treating my personal finances was bleeding into my business finances and how I was treating that. There's no separation, y'all. Surprise. <laughs> the way that Surprise. You treat. Yeah. <laughs> 
So the hard times were there for me to grow and to be more mature in managing personal and business finances. So the things that I needed to learn, I'm still learning and I'm in gratitude about it. But also the thing that I had so much anxiety about was actually here and I'm still standing actually stronger and better. So now knowing that, that I had experienced what I perceived as my biggest threat, I said, oh, okay, I don't have to worry. I went through it. Like I'm like, oh, that was the scariest thing. Okay, what's up now? I'm feeling really confident now. I'm feeling like, oh, the thing that I thought that I could not get through, I'm getting through continually, decision after decision, challenge after challenge. I'm showing myself that I'm worthy of the things that I asked for. I'm showing myself that I'm worthy to be paid attention to when I'm going through something. I'm showing that I'm worthy of building this business. And then that is raising my frequency, raising my vibration. I'm in gratitude. And now I am connecting and tracking the things that I need for my business. I don't want to romanticize it. I don't want to say it's effortless because there was work done. But some of these things are falling into my lap, Christina, that I just, I didn't even know was coming my way. So that is the difference in experience from this very negative suffering entrepreneurial experience that made you want to be like, oh, I'm going back to my nine to five for show. Yeah. <laughs> to, I could stay here for a while. This is just getting good. Yeah, you're just getting started. And I think as I go through these journeys, I keep feeling like I'm just getting started because I know there's so much more that can come out of this journey of building a life that feels abundant, if you will. Mm -hmm. There's no limit to that. There's an infinity to abundance. It's really connecting to what that looks like for each individual. Mm -hmm. And it's different for everyone. So I am hearing that, you know, gratitude and the trust really opens up space for you to receive the things and see it sometimes when we're stuck in that old energy or energy that is a bit strained and all this stuff, we don't even have the space to really see the things that are coming our ways that could create the abundance because we don't necessarily trust it. We don't see it as an opportunity. We don't see it as a gift. We don't see that it's bigger than what we could imagine. We don't yeah. recognize. And when it comes, you think it's going to leave. You think it's going to yeah. go. Yeah. Stay, and know? then we prove it to ourselves and it does go. <laughs> Because we aren't allowing ourselves to really receive it. And if we're stuck in that, people can get stuck in that energy of like, I'm going to prove to myself that this isn't real so that I can be right, right? Like trying to be like, believe in your way of living or decisions. That can be an energy too. I've been in all of these energies at different times of my (laughs) life. And sometimes we're like, move out of them. And then we move back into them. And it's like trying to find that consistency too, as a part of this kind of work is trying to find that consistency as much as we can to trust ourselves, to talk to ourselves, to spend the time doing that and doing the work. When I get lazy, I notice the difference in how things come in to my experience. When I stop talking to myself, when I think I've figured it all out, (laughs) when I don't have time, quote unquote, you know, I don't have time for that today. And then I don't have time the next day and the next day. And then boom, we're back to a step or two back, you know, like... It happens. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. Grace and self-soothing has been getting me through those cycles and perspectives. So having conscious entrepreneurship around me as well and friends to talk to and lean on that can support me. And the way that sometimes I'm too exhausted to support myself. There's only so much self-coaching you could do. <laughs> you know, I'm a huge believer in therapy, especially uh, therapists who understand entrepreneurship. I love that. Yeah, man, if you guys are out there, 
make it plain because we need you. I build up my toolbox, as every entrepreneur should, of like toolbox of spirituality, your toolbox of boundaries, your toolbox of business strategy, you know, all of it. This experience is massive. This experience that we're in is immense. It's layered. It's complex. It's challenging. It's rewarding. It's a thrill. And I think that's why I stay because you have to ask yourself sometimes like, wow, we still here doing this thing, you know? But there's so much reward and there is. so much so much risk, but also so much to gain, not just profitability, but the amount of growth that an entrepreneur goes through is 10 times of what a normal nine to five person is experiencing. Yeah. And I think there's bigger risk to just keep it, you know, like super straight and like nothing changes because that's going to catch up with you too. And then you're going to be having to do a whole lot of work when you're wanting to relax in your life stage. (laughs) That might not be the way you want to do it, you know? So you get to decide. You get to decide how that plays out too. And I want to touch on your community aspect because, yes, we do need community. We don't have to go through these experiences alone by ourselves or with people that maybe are in our community but don't really align with what we're trying to shift into. And that's something you have to look at too and trying to figure out how to bring in some energy so that we can also stay inspired and stay learning outside of our own bubble, like our own self experience. Both are important. That said though, you had an interesting trip where you went to a retreat in Mexico, which I feel might be connected to this community part of influence and was part of this pivotal moment when things were really changing for you. Do you mind talking a little bit about how you ended up there and what that was like and how that kind of helped shepherd in your shift, if you will? (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like this was a precursor to the intensity that I had felt when I was going to launch my course. So this was April 2021. All the years mixed up, but April 2021. And then the breakdown was October. Okay. (laughs) So just to give some time context there. So I had just made the most money that I had ever made with my business around that time. So I'm feeling great. Okay. So I'm not even thinking that I really need like a whole lot of support. You know how we get, we humans get. (laughs) So, but what was upon me at that time was a spiritual shift. That was the time when I had fully decided not to identify as a Christian anymore, which was a big deal for me. And I had a therapist who was not only an entrepreneur, but she was also conscious and spiritual, which was a amazing. And she really supported me through that journey and had asked her so many questions about, well, what do I do now that I left this place? Because sure, I wasn't aligned anymore with some of the principles. But when I left, yes, I felt peace with that. But I also sacrificed community. Mm -hmm. I sacrificed consistency and fellowship. That was one of my favorite things about church. So what do I do now? And she was like, you get to create that, which at that time felt really overwhelming. And I was like, <laughs> I was looking at social media, feeling really overwhelmed. Like I'm like chakras and all the frequency. <laughs> I needed to be handheld through this journey. So I said, I'm a program girl. I love joining programs and like a boot camp. That's all me. So I went online to look for a retreat and I found a seven day meditation retreat in Yalapa, Mexico. And I went solo. So this was my first solo trip 
And so I was scared. I'm going to be honest with you. I was very nervous traveling by myself. I, you know, I did all the extra precautions. But when I got there, it was, I think, 12 or 13 other people. So I felt immediately not isolated and like I felt good. I was like, OK, I don't know them, but we're all brought here for a very divine reason. And so before that experience, I didn't know much about spirituality at all, really. I was a brand new baby. I thought that I had to learn all these things and everything was external because that's kind of what I was practicing before. And they taught me things that just was a revelation to me that everything I needed was already in me, which seems so simple now, but it was so profound to me then. And that I could heal my body through my breath, that I could heal trauma that I didn't even have to process through different facilitations and practices, that the healer is not something external, that it is within me. And that I also have this spiritual team of my ancestors and my higher consciousness, and I'm not alone. And the food we eat and everything. It was, I'm honestly lost for words because it was extraordinary what I experienced. And I know some people, this is their common practice and common life, and it's amazing. I'm just grateful that I got to become aware of this at the time that I did. And so that started the new development of my own spirituality. I didn't have words for it, but it didn't matter. And so I really was excited now about what could possibly happen. And... That was still at that time, even though I was excited, it was still very separate from my business. Mm, you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't fully integrated yet because, I mean, I was still exploring. So the integration came months later with the breakdown. <laughs> it was like, you can no longer live incongruent. Mm. You found this new truth. You found this new way to live. But the way that you're showing up in this part of your life, it's completely opposite. And you're going to have discomfort when you're out of alignment with yourself and what your higher consciousness wants for us, <laughs> because you're striving to do that, but you've created a mechanism that opposes it. So that's when the breakdown happened. I wasn't aware that it flowed so effortlessly like that. I'm aware now that I reflect. But during that time, I wasn't aware that because I had shifted my spirituality, that I was no longer in alignment with other things in my life. I thought it could be separate because that's how I practiced religion before. It was very separate. I could believe in this, but also live my life like this. Mm. I can live two separate lives and it'd be okay because my God knows me and da 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 I was out of alignment the entire time, which reasons I was suffering. <laughs> so there was this forced integration energetically. We can't do this no more. And then so that's what started that journey. And that was very pivotal to me because I was given a completely like I was just blown on this new majestic life of perspective, purposeful perspective. And I was like, oh, this is for real. I have to learn to live in congruence to myself or I am sacrificing my peace. So that was the start of that. That statement is amazing. I have to learn how to live in congruence with myself or I sacrifice my peace. That inner peace. And it's my peace. You know what inner peace feels like. And it's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I've. It is something I'm not willing to compromise ever. I think that word, we lose sight of what it really means and we forget to strive for it. And mm. I think this is why it's resonating with me so much is that 
we don't talk about inner peace in a way that feels motivating anymore. And maybe it did at some time. This is just my observation of how I'm seeing a lot of even this space that we're in. We're talking about consciousness and spirituality and things like that. What if that was the motivation was to protect that, which like you're doing and there's something really sound feeling when I hear that and comforting and possibility comes in. And I mean, it's worth it. That's the thing that I think we oftentimes learn later in our lives. Like, oh yeah, dang, I should have been striving for peace, (laughs) like inner peace. But you're discovering that now and integrating that into how you show up in spaces that you mentioned earlier might have felt very masculine or really aggressive or go, 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 or however people are resonating with like what comes with the idea of business or entrepreneurship or all the action stuff, energy that comes Mm -hmm. with like making a business. Like that can feel... the worst almost and I remember feeling that I remember being that yes yes it feels effortful in a way that isn't like action steps it's effortful like it's hurting me (laughs) it's not peaceful and they're telling you it's not supposed to be that's the culture right approaching business from a place of inner peace and soundness and congruency with self Ah, <laughs> that feels so much to better. That. Let me continue to receive that. It is not a performance. It is a practice to continue yes. to come from that place because it is so easy to go outside of that because, you know, your human needs say, you know, your external needs say you need this, this, and this, so you need to figure out, you need to hustle, you need to get it, that, that narrative. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I already know what that feels like. So I already know that stresses me out. I create things that are not sustainable in that energy. I create things that not to say that it's not impactful, but it's not coming from a place that's going to give me longevity. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And I'm doing things impulsively, quickly, in a hurry right now. It's not working. I can't express the gratitude I have for this quantum leap in my mindset. I can now reflect and say, oh, that was a state that I was in. And this is the new state. And look how it is materializing in your life now. That consciousness that you were in and programmed in created this reality. Now I'm uber excited about what will materialize from this new state of consciousness. And it's already starting to unfold beautifully before me. And so most important things that I do want conscious entrepreneurs to really pay attention to is that just because your mindset changed right now, give yourself time, grace, and patience for your external to catch up. Yeah, It will because it's done. You've shifted. So self-soothe, support yourself and how the best way to support you, honor your deadlines, do what you're called to do, and just let everything else go because your consciousness is going to exchange the external reality because everything externally that you personally and your micro world that you interact with is what you believe to be true about yourself and what you believe to be true about the world. So when you have shifted, give yourself the time to just let your consciousness materialize and see the beautiful things that you have created because of the different decisions you make. It's going to feel so different. And I'm so in gratitude for being able to even experience something so high level, so divine. I feel in power. I feel like I have dominion. I feel like I have the power to create whatever reality that I want. And no, it will not happen instantaneously, but it will happen. And I can hold on to that. I can hold on to that.
That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Thank you for really like feeling into that as you shared. I feel it. It is beautiful. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know I could be here. I'm on my journey to making that cash flow go that I want to, but I have no fear. I have no fear. And I know it's on its way. And the way that I'm moving, I'm just waiting for it to materialize. And I get excited. I am happy now, not later. I am in peace now. Not later, not when that thing comes, because how could I possibly think that that thing is going to come if I'm not matching its energy? I already have it. And that's across religion. That principle is across religion, across faith, across spirituality, that when you are in intention and you have energetically, physically created the experience that you are living this life, it is here. You just need to wait for your external to catch up. So I believe in that wholeheartedly. And so with that knowing, that security, I'm like, oh, I ask big. This is the journey. I'm going to self-soothe during the journey so that I'm not suffering through this experience. And I'm going to reap the benefits of my new state of consciousness. What? I didn't even know you could live like this. Like a weight gets lifted when you can sink into the knowing and the trusting and believing in your decision making and then allowing the journey to be the journey and connecting with that while the thing materializes. Like you said so much in that that I want to pull apart, but these are like principles of manifestation. Yes. These are principles of like switching out of scarcity and into abundance and understanding yes. the difference and not connecting. This one's really important, not connecting your peace and beliefs and goals and success. And all of these are not attached to the object coming in to the thing that you want to the goal, Ooh. to whatever that is. Yes. You can be dirt poor <laughs> and still be living in all of the joy you just expressed. In abundance. You know, that was not what I was programmed to believe, you know, living in, you know, consumerism and capitalism. And listen, I'm for capitalism. Like I participate in it every day and it gives me profitability. Like I appreciate the system. It's not a perfect system. No, but it's something that we have to participate in. But I am not going to incorporate or embody the principles of capitalism into my own life. No. I can have abundance now and it doesn't have to necessarily be material things. It could be both. I'm going to get both, which is great, which is amazing. But I'm happy and at peace either way. And that is the inner peace that I will no longer compromise and I will not suffer in order to fill the needs of capital. I just can't. It's not the experience that I want for myself on this journey. And the fact that I have the power to decide that. Exactly. I was just going to say it if you didn't. It's you get to decide. You get to decide the experience you want to have. You always get to decide the experience you want to have. Love it. I know circumstances are real for everyone and they're different for everyone. And then there's layers and layers and layers of that. But you still have a decision. You still get to decide how you feel walking through all of those circumstances. And all of us do. I say you, but I mean we. We all get to choose what that feels like. And how we're going to deal with feelings that come up and all this good stuff. So it's really, really wonderful. (laughs) Delicious. So yummy. I know (laughs) it is. The energy is so good feeling. It just is. It feels so empowering. And I love, obviously, I love talking about this kind of stuff. I just love watching the embrace that people have of themselves when you shift into this kind of energy. And I like having the real talk about it because it isn't all fairies and bubbles and stardust and shit. Like that doesn't mean that you just are like light 
all the time. We have to walk through the shadows to get the light to shine on those dark places so that those can be revealed and then we can start to incorporate more light into our lives. It's the whole thing and you'll have to do it every time you meet a new level. (laughs) Sorry, that's the truth. (laughs) I remember a state of consciousness in which I thought there was a completeness in healing. Like I remember thinking, sure, me too. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so past that. That was so, and then it comes up again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, just give me your, but you know what I noticed too, which is very illuminating is it comes up at another layer of depth. You have different tools. You're changing. The things are there, but you're changing. Yeah, it's a little different. It's like a new aspect of it, or I'm dealing with it in a different way. So it's not the same. It's not the same thing. And sometimes it does come up the same, and maybe you need a different approach. But every time a familiar challenge comes, I'm like, oh, I must have leveled up. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, I was like, oh, I've gotten to another level in the game where the challenge is a little bit more complex. But through my past experiences, the information that I've chosen to kept from the past experience is enabled me to not feel overwhelmed by this new challenge, but it's a different approach. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Mario. <laughs> totally. You get all these little levels, you know, and then you get to the big boss mm-hmm. and there's always that. There's always going to be that. And I think if we choose to not suffer and to find peace within this, it becomes a more playful experience. It becomes something that is just like enthralling versus I'm crying in my room, can't sleep, can't eat type of thing. So it really shifts the perspective ultimately. Yeah. All of this really speaks to being in a state of awareness and observation, which like you said, I am not my thoughts. I think you said that earlier or something similar. Yeah. I'm not my mind. I'm separate. Yes. Right. So having that observational perspective, you can always go, okay, well then, all right, that's happening. Like then you can start to bring in some tools, right? Like, or maybe even it's simple. Like how can this be fun or how can it be fun this time? Or how can it be, you know, easier this time or, you know, and just be like, oh, okay, let's try some stuff. And, you know, this is my video game. <laughs> I get to design it and things are going to be there and we're going to level up the way that feels, you know, congruent to what's right for me. And yeah, I think bringing yeah. funness to all of it can really it's change a, the perspective too. It's a peaceful evolution. It's progression without transgression. You know, mm-hmm. it's manifestation without going through something traumatic. This tit for tat mentality, right? It's a new way to live. Truly. <laughs> it truly is. Yeah. Because prior, I thought that all of that was not true. No, life in itself is a lot. So you don't need to add anything extra <laughs> to, to what's going on. Yeah. You don't need to. Uh. But evolving peacefully and in congruence, you're still going to go through challenges, but you have different tools. You have different perspective. It's not as scary. And I'm not saying that you don't feel that as a human being, but you just manage it differently because of that. I feel again, I'll say this time and time again, so worthy and so powerful. And those are wonderful, wonderful things to breathe into and to live into. Thank you for that. If there is one takeaway, one thing you want to make sure the listener understood or understands about this conversation that we just had, what would that be? Don't abandon yourself. And you know, that's my thing right now. So I'm going to share that. Lessons that I've learned feel better when I share them. Don't abandon you, even the smallest things, the things that are coming up. Pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to what's going on internally. Listen Take time to be with yourself. I'm not going to say magically the answers come, 
you know, I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> That's not my role <laughs> to say that. But in this journey of entrepreneurship or whatever you're building, creating, producing, do not abandon your inner voice, your inner child, what your values are, your core. That is uniquely curated and generated for you. And it is we need it in the marketplace. We need your uniqueness. We need you, your authenticity. We need your values. We need what you're producing and we need you creating. So you can abandon yourself, not just for the sake of other people, but for yourself. Living and creating from purpose is an extraordinary experience that many people in the world do not get the opportunity to experience. This is some high level stuff that we're experiencing right now that most people do not have the opportunity to indulge. And so in that state of gratitude, I don't want to bully people into believing something I believe. That's not what I want to do here. But out of just pure gratitude that we even get to be in this experience um, and we're called to this experience, do not under any circumstances abandon your needs during this process. Oh, yes, that was wonderful. Thank you for that. Thank you for those what feel like lessons and how I heard that. This was really wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So how can we connect with you? My Instagram is my full name. So it's M-O-N-I-C-A dot my long last name, S-T-O-C-K-H-A-U-S-E-N. So that's my Instagram, Monica dot Stockhausen. And then if you put my name in Google, you'll find all my other things. Okay. But I am on Instagram often. If anyone was inspired or just wanted to share their thoughts with me on Instagram, I am open to opening up that message and reading it and conversing with you as well. Or if you need any support in business, I am open and here to receive you as well. Thank you so much for that. And I just started a new group that Monica just joined. So you can reach her there too. If you want Yay. to hop into that, there'll be a link for Intuitive Creators Academy and Collective in the show notes. So you can find her there as well. And hopefully we'll be doing some collaboration soon. So more, more to come. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This was abundant. Amazing. It was abundant. It was amazing. It was yes, powerful. <laughs> It was all the things. Really, really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate the space that you created for us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to People Begin. We hope that these episodes are helping inspire and empower you to take your next steps towards whatever you're thinking of creating. And if you want more tools, resources, and techniques for your creative process and to connect with me directly, then I'd love to invite you to our Unleash Creative Community. Just follow the link in the show notes and I'll look forward to meeting you there. Happy creating.